0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Footy Podcast. Uh, I am the Wookiee with me this week. Uh, the full crew is here after no one turned up last week for various reasons. Messenger, good evening. Good evening. Uh, Shandog, good evening. Hello. And go the doggies, Mike.
1: Good evening, Wookiee, good evening oh, all. It's a very, very short
0: introduction. Well, you know, short and sweet. There's a lot to uh, get through because we haven't been here for the last week. Um, also so guys what's caught your eye recently uh mike
1: oh just the whole free mental tanky thing
0: <laughs> has it now
1: you know i'd get you started on that no look you know just a quick summary i think it's wrong i think you cannot have one set of rules for one team because they finished on top and a set of rules for everyone else it's all for the good of the game for the greater good
0: well, obviously, I agree with you, and we'll get into that a bit more later before Messenger fires up at us. Messenger, what's caught your eye in the last two weeks?
2: Well, the Hawthorne Football Club's just that little bit little bit quieter, a few less smiles because Brendan Bolton's left. And uh would just like to offer him my condolences now.
0: <laughs> Ironically, Carlton has picked up some uh, some new smiles and a little bit of life, perhaps, perhaps. Uh because Brendan Bolton's at Carlton now,
2: Well, I, I, I did notice him watching uh, watching the game last weekend with what I could only describe as a furrowed brow.
1: Actually, Rich, Rich does raise a good discussion point because I think I saw something on Access All Areas where they were talking about you know clubs accessing assistant coaches during the season, should that be acceptable. But, you know, another point we can talk
3: about later.
0: Mm. Shandog, what's you caught your eye on it? Uh, I think mostly
3: it's uh, how even um, this final series is shaping up, over, given the form of some of the teams over the last couple of weeks. I'm actually pretty excited to watch this, even though my team is clearly nowhere near it um, and won't be for a few years. But I'm I'm going to be glued to the couch, I think, because it genuinely feels like this year might have one of those rare occasions where a team outside the four is going to be in a grand final and and um, actually has a, somewhat of a genuine shot. So... It's been great to see teams like Adelaide step up. Uh, they smash the West Coast. You know, people can make it that way they want, but um, form, good form is good form, you know. So, yeah, it can be really interesting.
0: I think that uh, in some of these cases, uh, some of the uh, the way the finals goes is going to depend very much on who has a home game and who doesn't. Yeah, good it's too. it's it's really going to boil down to that. Um, I, I haven't seen anything worth commenting on. <laughs> <laughs> <at the moment. laughs> well, that's an, my, you're an exciting one, aren't you? <laughs> my, my, my team has just gone from worse to worse to worse. Um, but we did get Brendan Bolton and obviously uh, I, I did. Uh, I was expecting that very early on. I've been very bullish about him all year. Um, I, I like the idea of someone coming into the club, but Carlton, who is not against the rest of the world or isn't convinced that the club is shit from the minute he starts, you know, just... I oh, know he,
2: he'd be convinced of that. <laughs> yeah,
0: but he's not going to come out publicly and start saying it like within a week of starting. He's not going to be on he's not out on a book tour while the team's, you know, plotting its recruitment and draft strategies like Mick was when he came on board. So you know, he he's there, he's in it, he's got a, a four year contract apparently. Although it's apparently a staff contract, not a coaching contract. I don't know what that's all about.
2: Well, it means he's
0: a permanent employee of the company. So, there's a, obviously, you know, they've done something a little bit different there. Look, just getting to, um, and, and we'll, we'll plunge straight into the agenda from here because it's a good start. The, the the issue of coaches being talked to, like assistant coaches being talked to uh, before the season has ended, especially when those teams are in the finals, how big an issue was it here, Messenger, for Hawthorne? Um,
2: look, look it's, a, it's a little difficult for Hawthorne to get, hoity-toity about this because if you go back ten years there's this little fella called Clarkson who got recruited from Port Adelaide, just as Port Adelaide were going into a finals campaign. And in fact, um, I think Clarkson might have even left during the finals to go to Hawth- mm. to go to Hawthorne. So personally I don't have a massive problem with it. I mean the it was compounded by the fact that Brett Ratton was away on compassionate leave after his son had passed away. Mm. Um, but it's, I could see the argument for saying it's not the done thing, but it's really not, probably from the Hawthorne point of view, um, ours to criticise given the way we got our last coach. Mm.
0: And Shandock, no. from, all, from all reports, the uh, the club ha- did the process as well as it could. Uh, yeah, that's they talk one most impressive okay.
3: things about it actually assembled a panel that wasn't just all, um, you know, one-dimensional type people. Had to, was it was an yep. Um you know, so someone from another code in there as well um, to throw their two cents in. And I think the end result shows that that process was done right and was approached with the right attitude. So um, I'm glad we're doing things properly for a change, and hopefully uh, it's the start of something different for Carlton. Actually having people uh, on board. Who have a clear direction about where they want to go and aren't just uh, well, actually I was going to say aren't just Carlton people, but I guess you could call Stephen Silvani a Carlton person. <laughs> we are, I do have faith in him uh, and his uh, uh, plan for hitting the draft as well. So I think we're doing things right for a change. No quick fixes. Do things properly. Go through a process. Well, I think
2: the thing, the most important thing from from Carlton's point of view and and for Bolton too, is that there's actually a bit of reality about where they are and mm. and this isn't a, oh well we're you know we're we're two players away from uh you know being a top four team they're bad and they know it and and they've got a guy in whose brief is going to be to you know over time build something from from the bolts mm. and and uh, and that's what they need to give him the opportunity to to do um, the real is you know the the basis on which Ratton was let go and on which Malthouse was hired was, was utterly false.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But um, but Carlton need to back that up.
0: In and the they are making
2: sensor. the right
3: noises of, like that, saying that they are going to give him every opportunity and, and you know, the fullness of t- time that's required, so...
2: Well, so they should, or otherwise they end up in the same situation They always, that most clubs do, is you, you give them a three-year deal and you end up paying them out after a year and a half. So... But but what they need to do now, and, and it was really interesting, it was probably a couple of months ago they had Chris Pelkin on, basically said, you know, how would you fix Carlton? And he used what he essentially talked about was the Hawthorne model from 2004. But one of the things he did say is he said, Carlton have absolutely no business being involved in free agency other mm. than for fringe players. If they're going out there making signings like Daisy Thomas again, they are doing it wrong and they, and they have to stop. So this is, so you just get as many draft picks inside the top 25 as you can and just pick the best kids you can. Make the best choices you can.
3: Hard to argue with that. And I think that's the approach that uh, is being taken, which
0: is good news to most people. Yeah. Mm. Just on his recruitment, uh, uh, my understanding is that in uh, Hawthorne were quite, not, not so much happy, but I think they understood the scenario. Like it was apparently in everyone's best interest not just not, not not just a Hawthorne interest, not just a Carlton interest, but apparently they, they discussed it amongst themselves the Carlton were quite happy for Bolton to stay at Hawthorne until the end of the year. So, I, and apparently along the lines, they, they compromised on it all and let him go early. So I don't, yeah. I, I think from, uh, from what I'm told and from what I've read, Carlton specifically didn't go to the coaches first. They went to the club CEOs, which is what is apparently mandated now. Mm. So th- th- they did it right. And it's it's good to see Carlton doing something in an appropriate fashion for a change. I think yeah, I don't absolutely. really have a problem with um, with
3: clubs approaching um, other clubs properly, as you've mentioned um, about uh, assistant staff and support staff and coaching positions. The players a little bit different. I kind of agree with um, Hardwick and, and Co, who sort of have brought that up in the, previously in the media. But for coaches and stuff like that they need that lead-up time. You want, for administrators, they want to be coming in um, well enough in advance to do the planning along with people like list managers and whatnot for the upcoming year. So, how, how, otherwise, how is it, how, how are you going to be able to actually organise a, a selection process, an appointment, all these sort of things if you have to wait until after a final series?
0: Mm. I think this way Bolton gets to see a couple of weeks of the Blues playing, or what they call playing. And, uh, interesting to note, Barker basically... Said that many of them were just not playing the way they should be, given their careers were on the line <laughs> on the weekend. And it is really astounding just how little effort they're putting in. There's going to be a big clean out at the end of the year, and I'm looking well, forward to it. To be honest,
2: Well, I tell you what, they're going to if they don't if they don't try on on Saturday, they're going to have the longest of the long handles taken to them because um, they they will get a tune up like they've never had before.
0: What's well, the last chance for? Many of them, guys like Armfield and that, I don't think they're going to be there at the end of the year. So it's time to move on for some.
1: Mm. No, there's a, I also heard rumours that they were looking at uh, paying out uh, Jones and Tut's contracts and saying, thanks, but uh, your service is required.
3: Yeah, That would greatly surprise me if we did. You can only clean out so many uh, each year, if you know what I mean, and there's plenty there to go.
2: And you don't clean out in it, and apparently this isn't the deepest draft pool either,
0: so... Yeah, you can we'll only go so far. What in the draft. You,
1: you, that's right. You don't want to go down the Melbourne path and
3: and make the mistake that they did.
0: You don't yeah. want to be like round twenty eight in the draft. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like
3: cut fourteen players and we're like, come on down, picks eighty eight and one hundred and four. Recruiting yeah.
0: recruiting people from like the Northern Territory Eastern Football Association. They
2: might be good you, players, or they're... you end up re-recruiting them because you find out they are <laughs> actually the best of a bad lot. I mean, what? The one thing they could do, though, is that they, they could show Liam Jones the door now and say, you know, good luck in your future selling used cars, son.
0: I, I, I think Liam Jones probably should go. But Tut, I think he's got a little bit in him still before... Uh, he he's gets, all right. Before he gets offloaded. Moving along, guys, and the tanking issue. And we, we had a, a minor... Um, Discussion. discussion over this oh, a discussion prior to the podcast <laughs> being recorded. Let's call, Spirited let's, discussion.
2: let's call it what it was. I was very calm and stated my position, and you swore like a merchant sailor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what, what, let's also be clear. One of us has our wife in the room while we're recording.
2: <laughs> yes, one of us does. Yes, we do. And, and one of and... us hasn't
0: seen our wife in 15 years. So, you know... Is
2: well, you know, I'm trying not to end up being like you.
0: Well, that's, that's something definitely to aspire to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, Mike, you had some thoughts on this, I believe, before we get into mine.
1: <laughs> yes, look, I mean, uh, it's always going to create controversy because you never can really prove it unless the AFL comes out with some clearly defined rules, um, it, it's going to be hard to adjudicate. But, you know, I guess in the in the ethics of the game, it sh- you shouldn't be led to tank no matter what the circumstances are or where the position of the team is. Because what it does is that the moment you start differentiating, you're then um, clearly fa- putting in favouritisms or putting in favourites for those teams who are performing against those teams who are not. And then, you, you know, you're basically saying it's acceptable which should never be done. Um, the game's already going on a downhill tangent as we speak with the rules and constant stuffing around. Um, and and this is going to be another nail in the coffin if they don't pull it up.
0: Now, Fremantle have apparently lodged their intention to have a substandard line-up, as it were, with the AFL, and uh, Patrick Keen has said that that's all hunky-dory uh, on Twitter today. So... Good for good for them apparently. <laughs> so,
2: well, should, would you like to hear the counter view to this? Sure, why not? Oh, <laughs> don't, don't sound so confused. <laughs> no, Mister. Try, try and restrain the potty mouth this time. <laughs> everything everything has everything has to be taken in context, okay? And if and and when we talk about you know, the fabric of the game and so on, this is usually the prelude to somebody in Jollymont writing a subjective rule about something, okay? They finish top, it affects nothing, and their responsibility is to their club, and they've worked very hard to be the top team on the ladder, it is their responsibility to be in the best position they can be for the games that actually matter, which begin next week. So, you know, if if you're willing to bet on football... And you're upset about it, bet on something else or put your money in your pocket and do something respectable with it. They are doing nothing wrong and, and, and they should be allowed to do it. If you're if you if you're trying to throw a game to change your finals position or to get a better draft pick, that's different. And the context of why you're doing it is different. What they are doing is resting their players, so they can say it's a player welfare issue and they can say it's a finals preparation issue. What they're not saying is, oh, we're, we're doing it so we can avoid going to Adelaide in week one, or we're, going to, we're doing it so we can get pick two instead of pick three. So, you know, that would be my view. I don't think Fremantle are doing anything wrong. I think they're doing something really smart, to be honest.
3: Oh, well, yeah, I tend to agree. I, I don't have a problem with what Fremantle is doing here purely because it doesn't affect anybody else or, or the, the, the rest of the league with any other positions. If it was a case where, say, for example, it was my team who was sitting um, ninth and uh, them throwing essentially throwing the game meant that we get leapfrogged. Um, or we're in 8th and we get leapfrogged um, by the people who beat them. Then I would, I would be jumping up and down and I would be quite upset about that and I think the club would as well. In this case, it doesn't affect anyone. I don't have a problem with it. Um, I think it's it's just smart management, and uh, as you said, uh, messenger, their ultimate responsibility is to the fans who want the flag, not uh, not a round twenty three win against who cares because it doesn't matter.
0: All right, mm. with that bro, with that bro. in mind, though, why can't North Melbourne simply say we don't want to go to Adelaide because it's not in our best interest to to uh you know for our flag chances? What exactly. is the difference?
3: Why would they? The want only to... difference in that, that that to me, and and I know it's a it's a it's a point you can definitely argue. Um, and I see the merits of both um, that side of the argument there is a difference to me because it changes an outcome it changes where people are playing and all these sort of things in this case, and I don't think this would happen very often at all it would be very rare I think if someone actually tried to look into it, where the result of this game affects absolutely nothing in the weeks going forward Um, that's, that's the main difference and it's the only difference and it's the only reason that I don't care
1: the argument you've got then is that, okay, this year it goes by. Next year it's a similar position. And the throw, you know, the thank will affect an outcome. But Fremantle will say, well, hey, let us do it last year. Why can't
0: we do it again this year? But it's, not the, yeah. it's not yeah. the first time Fremantle have done this either.
2: No, right? it's not the first time. Fremantle did no. this uh, four or five years ago.
1: We know that, but if the AFL is actually giving an open slather to it or or acknowledging it, they are setting they are effectively setting a precedent. So regardless of the outcome of the games for the down, they're giving a precedent for that team who finishes to first, regardless of the effect of the result, to say, well, yep, you've you've finished top, you've earned the right to not put in the best team. Um, and if they say no, or, or if it's not for someone else, and, and they're told no, well, hang on, you let Fremantle do it regardless of the fact that there was no uh, in that particular occasion there was no effect on the outcome but um, you've set a precedence to allow it to happen in the first place so you know either if teams are really that concerned about wanting a break change the final system back to the final five give the team that finishes top the week off
3: Mm -hmm. I'm not sure they're concerned about it I think just Frio is just taking advantage of the situation to the best of their ability and and the only thing that I would suggest um, that the AFL would be able to, if if it was say next year, same scenario but it does affect bottom positions or venues for the next week and things like that um, the AFL would have a leg to stand on saying that it was fine this year and we didn't have a problem with it because the integrity of the competition and the results wasn't affected by um, Fremantle tanking Um, if the case was that they, uh, they did have an effect on teams below them, then the integrity, and I'm trying to use this in a, in, a, in a sort of a legalistic term, the integrity of the competition's results is affected and therefore you can't do it. You can see
1: how, sorry, you can see how ugly it's going to get if, if Fremantle go ahead with it and then north decide the stuff that we're going we're, we're to throw the game because we don't want to go to Adelaide and then the AFL takes Adelaide to court but doesn't take Fremantle. So you can see how ugly it's going to get.
3: Yeah, it would be. It'd be it'd be um, fine. Details of wording of uh, policy and all this sort of stuff being argued by ten thousand dollars an hour QC's, um, and it'd be pretty ordinary. Um, well, so of... I do see how difficult that puts a uh, position that puts them in.
2: First of all, if you're north, what, c- could we tell the difference between them throwing it or not? <laughs> and, and second of all, I mean, if I were Freeman, and I'm not trying to be sent here at I wouldn't have even asked. I wouldn't have said. Oh, mother may I. I would have just said you know what we are just going to pick the team that we think is most appropriate for this week and if you disagree we'll come over and prove they're not injured come over and prove they're not sick they you don't have, have the flu they can have gastro come you don't have
1: in. to you can just put in the excuse of soreness and that's enough I think the problem well, is is that they should never have said anything in the first place
2: they, they said it because they've done it before yeah and and, and they and they obviously wanted to be upfront or transparent or whatever I mean nonsense, just you know do, they, they they have to do the best thing by them
0: right, my argument in this is that why bother having a round twenty three at all why, why why bother once the finals positions are set, we may as well just shit can everything and then around twenty two and just say, well, these matches don't matter. these teams aren't going to take it seriously. The rest of you are a joke. bottom eight, go home. Top eight, have a rest for the week. We could well, start he, doing that in, like, round 20. Carlton could have started doing it in round 13. We might as well have started not building teams out forever. would have been in our he, interest to just have trial matches and just send everybody this, home that we didn't want to play for the rest of the year.
2: This is the same argument my son uses when he says he, he never wants to go to school on a Monday. I said, well, if I didn't send you to school on a Monday, you complain about Tuesday.
0: I'm just saying that the public has a right to expect teams to put their best team on the park throughout the fixture. On any given day. The
3: best team is contextual, though, isn't I would it? say... Because,
0: I mean, the best look, team for Carlton right now is all a, its
3: youngins.
2: Looking in the world where... There, and this might be considered a distinction without a difference, but, but I would say there is a difference between putting out a team that is, I don't know, resting some of your best players and deliberately not trying to win the game. We're not saying that Fremantle are trying to lose the game. We're simply saying that Fremantle are going to play players that suit their situation this week. Now, if that's different to you saying, oh, we're going to make sure we lose this game so that we don't have to do an X, Y, and Z next week in the finals. Now, that's that's tanking, and that's the thing. But again, almost impossible to prove. I mean, we watched Melbourne tank for what seemed like years, and they couldn't prove it. We watched Carlton tank. Gee, Brett Ratton got the, his job on the basis of going 0-6 when they we needed never to finish last. Lies so lander slander.
3: Didn't,
2: you didn't tank. You simply played in a so-optimal manner in which to gain a better draft pick.
3: Exactly. exactly.
2: Exactly. So, you know, I again, heaven spare us from another subjective rule. We We do this all the time. We... There's a crisis, and we have to have a rule to save us from it. You know what? Just let it unfold. they they're on top. Let them do it.
1: Let's go. So let, let's talk about last round of the year. Let's talk about some of the departures from the uh, from the stage that we won't see after this week. And
0: and that that, that.
1: Miss Good Old Stevie J, one of your favourites,
2: <laughs> Messenger. I love Stevie J. He's the he, he's the cleanest player in the AFL. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good and so decent and pure, never does anything wrong. Mm. Will he play again next season somewhere else?
1: No, I don't think so. Oh, actually, maybe GWS, maybe Gold Coast.
2: Hang on. If you were Richmond, why wouldn't you?
1: Possibly, yeah. That's also another curveball.
2: Why wouldn't you stick him in there with Rewalt and Vickery? They need someone like that.
0: Wait, who are we talking about?
2: Stevie J. Stevie mm. J.
1: We're talking about the departures yeah, of uh, from the game this, this weekend, yep. all, the, all those players that have only longer required their clubs. So, but Geelong have uh, how many players? Possibly five, three to five players?
2: Three, mm. I think, are, are, are announced.
1: Yeah, I know Bartel will play on, and who who else will play on Kelly's
2: going to be finished. Stevie J done. Finished. Stokes is finished. Stokes is done. Yeah, yeah. And so the, then the speculation is: well, Mackie would seemingly be, be playing on, and Enright is apparently yet is allowed to make his own decision, which is probably not unreasonable because he's actually been playing pretty well this season. He's hasn't really dropped off as such, neither's Mackie. But um, mm. yes, Stevie J.
1: Actually, he might be a good uh, stopgap for Carlton while they uh, get no. some tuzzle- yeah, no, um, no, 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 we're not going
0: down that road. No, 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 no. I was, no, I,
1: I
2: was baiting. I was baiting. He would be this. He would be. Ex- he would be. I reckon really interesting at Richmond. He would be, perhaps, an option at Fremantle.
1: Oh, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's. you're probably right. It's either Richmond or that's that's the boots for him.
3: The only thing I could see, uh, only argument I can see for Richmond not wanting to take him is because they do have a fairly young list. And I think that I probably rightly believe that they're a team that will be challenging for the next four or five years, you know, up the top of the ladder, top four type material. And Stevie J won't be around that long. So why bring him in now only to lose him partway through that? Mm.
0: It's...
2: You give him a season to see, because you never do know when your when your window's open, uh, or how far it is open. And you, you give him a year. And and look, if you give him a year at very reasonable money, what have you really lost? Because it's not like he's knocking somebody else out in that position, is he? Mm. Who's who, who's he, who's spot is he taking?
0: Um, well, there are there are a few other people that are retiring as well uh, this weekend. Uh Brent Riley and Sam Siggins from Adelaide. Brent
2: Riley's had the had
0: that awful head injury, didn't he? That's right, he's he already he yeah. retired earlier in the season. Matt McGuire and Brent Staker at Brisbane are yes. uh, are gone. Chris Judd obviously has already left. Andrew Carrazzo announced his retirement uh during the week. Mm. Uh, uh Collingwood, no retirements apparently, so good for them. Paul Chapman at Essendon and formerly of Geelong. He uh I don't know what he thinks of his Essendon career now. Um, Colin Sylvia at Fremantle, uh, Seppo will no doubt be uh, <laughs> retired, over the moon. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah retired. <laughs> I think in, in quotes unquotes maybe. Jared Rivers at Geelong, uh, Hamish McIntosh, Brett Hartman, and Sam Blees, as well as James Tui, who is a rookie there, who is apparently retired.
2: Sorry, did you say that Sam
0: Blees <laughs> has retired? According to the Herald Sun, yes. Sam believes would be 23.
2: Mm. Do you think and retired
1: is... A bit young for a 23-year-old. Mm. Maybe retired through injuries. Not sure.
0: Oh. Timmy Sumner has retired at the Gold Coast, along with Andrew Rains and Greg Broughton. Uh, ah. No retirements of GWS or Hawthorne. Daniel Cross, long-time Melbourne uh, former Bulldog. Isn't he? Yes, he was.
1: Yeah, he played two hundred and ten games for
0: the Dogs, so he he's retiring. Not Nathan Grimmer, Grimmer, and Nathan Lee Adams Geese. both retiring yeah. from North Melbourne. Kane Corns already left Port Adelaide, of course, and Daniel Flynn. Um, I'm not sure if he retired or if he didn't come over. Daniel Flynn, anyway. Mm. Nathan Foley, Chris Knights, and Chris Newman, all long-time Richmond players, all retiring at the end of the season. Adam Schneider from St Kilda. Here we going. Reese Shaw is apparently uh, retiring from Sydney. Yes. And Bo Waters from West Coast. And the Dogs, no retirements flagged at the moment. Because
2: they're all 14 years old.
0: Well, except for Bob Murphy, (laughs) who... uh, Probably was going to retire at one point, but uh, he's quite happily motoring along at the moment.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, he'll play on another year. I, what I think he's signed for another year. So, so that's
0: uh, that's that's the retirements as listed on the Herald Sun's website at the moment. Mm. Well, retirements and delistings, rather. So, some mm. some clubs getting into the delisting already. I can't wait to see Carlton's delisting. Um, that'll be epic when that comes around. Uh, it won't include uh, Andres Everett, though, who signed another contract. Uh, apparently, I've been reasonably happy with his performance, so he's done all right. Um, Matthew Cruz is still not signed yet, Shandong? No, and this is uh, its generating a lot
3: of debate on, uh, on the Big 40 forums about exactly what uh, should happen, whether we um, stick to our guns with whatever deal we put on the table. And then if he happens to leave, uh, take the free agency um, pick that we get back, which some people think will be a band one, meaning that I think that means we get one directly after our first pick. That's uh, that's the sort of style that I think Sauce wants to go down. But really, Cruiser, not just heart and soul of the club, but a really damn good ruckman as well, So, which we are short of. Very interesting no, no, to no, see what but... happens. There's a...
2: This is how you Here do you it. Go. This is how you start. you got to... This is how you start. And you, if you you let him go, and look, I think he'll look terrific in brown and gold next year. Um, and uh, next to Patrick Dangerfield, I think that'll be terrific.
0: <laughs> Someone's been dreaming. Uh, to the tribunal this week, guys. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, look, I don't know. Personally, I don't think... Although, person, actually, no, I the truth is, I, I, think, I believe
2: the... The, the rumor is he might be going to the uh,
0: to going west, because life is peaceful there. To to the dogs. Is that, Dangerfield's danger a little bit of a uh, interesting one, isn't it? I mean, he's not he's not signed with anyone. Adelaide. He's a restricted free agent too, I believe. Not a not a full fledged free agent. So Adelaide can match his offer. And If I was Adelaide, I would screw oh, it.
2: I, I I would too. And I, I, I'm surprised he's leaving, given this given. The way Adelaide's played, we're presuming he's leaving. But I, I, I'm, you know, they they look to be they have a good situation. Mm. I, I, I I'd be staying.
0: Oh, right, we're going to skip along to the tribunal stuff uh, for the week. Courtney Dempsey was given four matches for rough conduct on Tuesday night at the tribunal. Um, apparently. His advocate brought up a uh, racist message that the been director at the play over social media after the game, but I'm not sure what that had to do with his actions during the game. Um, so he, he laid a spear tackle on uh, a Richmond player in the last quarter. Graded the tackle careless with a severe impact to the head. Sling so. tackle.
2: And he got every week he deserved, and maybe he could have got a couple more. That's very dangerous. mm
0: I haven't it's seen him. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll probably
2: have to serve that suspension in the uh, in the uh, some country league next year.
0: Mm. And where is it? The Suns. The Suns in Port Adelaide had a bit of a brawl, apparently, <laughs> with uh, seven players on each side getting a thousand dollar fine each. Uh, but other than that, a fairly quiet weekend for the tribunal. Mm. Uh, Stevie Johnson got a thousand dollar fine. <laughs> I know. I know that'll uh, amuse you. Yes, it was.
2: Yeah, that was well. Yeah, it's all he gets is fines. You say. It's so pure. Uh,
0: James Kelly uh, can accept a thousand dollar fine for striking Alex for solo. Um, nine Gold Coast Suns players <laughs> in the melee can accept a thousand dollar fine. I don't know why I don't know why they bother finding people a thousand dollars in the AFL it's not even a match payment for most of them. should find them five thousand dollars It should be at least a week's pay
2: well it's a match payment's about three grand Yeah. so they should be fined five thousand dollars.
0: some fun developments today while we're scooting through the news uh, Melbourne lawyer Jackson Taylor has apparently taken the AFL to court. Uh, he's lodged a Supreme Court writ over its handling of the Essendon Supplements saga. No one knows who he represents. No one knows what party he's with. <laughs> he's just there on his own, uh, alleging that the <laughs> AFL it, uh, uh, alleging the breaches include misleading or deceiving the public over the integrity of the joint investigation conducted by the AFL. Um, and the, he says uh, the public is entitled to know what the AFL really stands for and the truth of many of the claims by the AFL. So, yeah, he's not representing Essendon, he's not representing the players, he's there for himself apparently.
2: (laughs) That's, um, what a yawn. Maybe he's been put up to it
0: by the sea kayaker. The, the The AFL came out tonight and has said that this is a misguided legal action. Uh, Mr. Taylor's action has the potential to damage the club that he professes to care about and to waste football's time and money, the cost of which will ultimately be borne by the clubs and our supporters. So, yeah, I, I have a feeling the AFL will just try and get it dis- dismissed out of hand. <laughs> so. Yes. let say something like, kid, you're an idiot, stop. Yes. Um, so we'll move on to the week's games, uh, since it's, you know, such a big week where almost nothing will determine anything in the finals at all, apparently. Mm. To the point where some teams aren't even turning up. You know, they're sending peel down.
2: And Carlton. You know.
0: But Friday night, Richmond and North Melbourne is one game that will uh, potentially have an impact, whether North Melbourne tank or not. Richmond needing to win to uh, stay in fifth position. North (laughs) Melbourne, well... I think they want to lose to the, um, stay in eighth and play in Melbourne. So, what do we think, guys?
2: I I would think that Richmond will win reasonably well, um, and North are probably rightfully in eighth place. Mm.
0: Mm. No, no other comments. We're just going to scoot through this. Yes, <laughs> I mean, let's just scoot through. Geelong and Adelaide. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you had a comment.
1: No, I was going to say. I think I, I do think Richmond will win.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, Richmond all round. I think Geelong and Adelaide on Saturday afternoon. Um, I mean, if Adelaide win, there's still a chance to go up, but Geelong can't really affect anything by winning. So, um, what do you think?
1: I actually, I'm I, i I'm not uh, sure about Adelaide down there at Shell Stadium or Skill Stadium. I think Geelong might actually pull this one off just to uh, give a send-off to the guys. A lot to of people retiring.
0: To... Yeah. Mm. You're going to
2: could... do it for Stevie J. It could happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It
2: could yeah.
0: happen. Uh, he
1: could, he could uh, be on fire and kick six goals. Do,
0: do, do Adelaide's finals hopes uh, require them to win this and get a home final? No, they're in. No, 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 as in, to to progress, to to be a serious contender in the finals and not, you know, be the perennial Richmond and get knocked out in week two, which I'm looking forward to again this year. Um, But, uh, yeah, for them to be taken seriously, they need to get a home final in week one, Though, though. Indeed. Yeah. Brisbane and the Bulldogs uh, in a game that the Bulldogs would love to win by a large margin, as Mike said earlier. Uh, This game at the Gabba. Danger game for the Dogs, Mike?
1: Not really, not really. No. <laughs> oh, oh, hello. The, the confidence hello. is in.
0: <laughs>
1: no, quite opposite. Actually, I think it's I think it's a danger game for for the Lions in a sense that they do not, they will not want to give up that priority uh, drafting.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Port and Fremantle on Saturday, the tanking game. Uh, oh,
2: here you go. Here's my. You want to hear my prediction? Here we go.
0: Fremantle will win. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest.
2: Fremantle will win. And then you will say, and then we won't have to write a rule to make Wookiee happy.
0: I hope Port flog them.
1: I actually think Port will win based on on Fremantle. Uh, I know. They they won last weekend, didn't they? Who'd they play this weekend? Just gone.
0: I don't know. But I hope... It was
1: West Coast that lost to Adelaide over over in Adelaide, wasn't it? Yeah
0: it was. I am uh, hoping Port flog them and make this for the mockery that it is.
1: I think they will. I don't think they'll flog them, but I think Port will will beat Fremantle at home mm. at Adelaide
0: over. Speaking of floggings, Hawthorne have got Carlton Saturday afternoon <laughs> at the MCG. There's six games on Saturday this week, so uh,
2: And you know what, this is another game in which Hawthorne should probably put their 15 best players, in cotton wool and bring the Box Hill Hawks across.
3: You know, them... I was going to say, the, yes, Carlton, the Carlton First team would, would have a fight on their head against the Box Hill Hawks, even if we did have most of our team available. Well, the Box so Hill given, Hawks... given that we don't...
2: Well, just, just, just for the record, the Box Hill Hawks have just won the VFL minor premiership and the Box Hill Hawks development league team have won, also won the minor premiership and gone undefeated through the home and away. So I think you might be right.
3: Yeah. And
2: Sam Grimley has won the leading goal kicker for the VFL. Yep. There you go. So I think poor Carlton, poor Brendan Bolton. My condolences.
0: I don't talk about our development sides. I don't, they depress it's... me because <laughs> because
2: they have because they write it in inverted commas, like, <laughs> <the> development.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully that's something Bolton convicts. I think it's uh, there's been a disconnect between the Northern Blues and their development and how they how they progress and Carlton and how the senior side progress uh, for some time. So I think uh, people that watch those games are reporting back that they're just not. Doing things right, so by the club. Yeah. So hopefully we're doing we, the football right. Mm, hopefully we can you know, get out of that merger at some point in the near future. Uh Sydney and the Gold Coast uh, is the next game on this. This game at uh, where is no, that? No, West, West Coast game? and
1: Saints. No?
0: that's the one after this one. So <laughs> Sydney. Oh, hang on. Sydney and the Gold Coast. We're doing Sydney and the Gold Coast now. We'll do your go next, all right? Uh, this game at the SCG, the Swans are needing a win to have a hope of getting into second place, although it's not going to happen uh, because the next game will tell us why. Uh, Gold Coast not really affecting the finals with a win one way or another. The Swans, if they lose, and a Richmond win would make things a little interesting, though. I don't see them losing it, Kenya at home? No. No, 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 no it's not going to happen, but I'm just saying no. that if, if, you know, something did happen, Richmond could finish as high as fifth, uh, as high as fourth, mm. or third, even, if mm. Carlton beat Hawthorne. No, they have got <laughs> <laughs> If we smash Hawthorne by a thousand yeah. points and bring
3: their percentage That's in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: uh, Richmond could potentially, potentially move to fourth if, 5, if the Swans 000. lost. but the Swans won't lose. Um, <laughs> West Coast why. have got St Kilda in the game that will determine whether they finish second or as low as fourth. Oh, um, St
2: Kilda have been cooked for about a month, haven't
0: they? Well, the game's in Perth too, so they're, they're literally so, no yes. chance. Yes. Uh, Melbourne have got GWS in a game that has game of the year. almost no impact on anyone. Uh... This game will be the lowest drawing game of the year by some margin in Melbourne, at least. Might even give some of the uh, Tasmanian games a run for their money. I think
2: all the GWS home games.
0: This is a this is, <laughs> not, not only is it Melbourne playing GWS at Docklands on a Sunday afternoon. No amount of free pies and children getting in for free is going to boost this crowd past I don't know thirteen thousand, in my opinion.
2: Oh. 13 eight. I,
0: I, I'll give them thirteen for this, at most, and that's I'll if the AFL it. do some dodging. So, I
2: have to kick count the Oz
0: kickers. I,
2: I, they might be lucky to crack ten.
0: Yeah, it's 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 going to be a game for uh, that's going to be a benchmark for low crowds in Melbourne for some time to come.
2: They could, in the fact, they could play that game at Casey and accommodate all the spectators that want to
0: go. <laughs> Maybe they should. Maybe they should <laughs> Collingwood have got Essendon in the last game of the home and away season? Uh, while this game would normally be regarded as something of a blockbuster, this is in no way a blockbuster <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> uh, neither team in the finals, neither team going particularly well. Essendon, no chance to win a game, I don't think. Collingwood to go out with a win, yeah, mm, no doubt.
1: Sounds reasonable,
0: yeah. <laughs> So, given that we're not seeing a great deal of movement in the the top eight, uh, this would make the first week of the finals. Uh, Fremantle versus Sydney at Subiaco. West Coast and Hawthorne at Subiaco. Mm. Uh, Which, interesting games. Interesting games. But either way, they'll get through to week two and have home finals, uh, Hawthorne and Sydney, in uh, worst-case scenarios. Richmond will play North Melbourne. Uh, most likely at the MCG, and the Bulldogs will most likely play Adelaide, I think, at the MCG. Although that game could easily be scheduled for Had given Etihad haven't had finals for a while and they're supposed to get one a year. Um, yeah. But as I said earlier, I think uh, the number of finals this year to be played in a state will mean that they'll try and play as many finals at the MCG as possible.
2: Well, how often have the Bulldogs played at MCG?
0: Well, they don't play many games no, at all at the MCG. Uh, two games this
1: year.
2: That's it. Mm.
0: Might be in the Bulldogs' World. best interest to play that he had.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think mean, you can make, mount a case. They should, in fact, they should take them to court, Wookiee. If <laughs> they don't get to play, they should go to court the, and the... sue them for a million, billion dollars. and then write, And then they should write a rule that says you must never be mean to the Bulldogs in any so, circumstances sue them for a premiership cup that that's what they that's what they should do
0: I, I sense sarcasm from somewhere <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean West, the Bulldogs out could probably be played at the Western Oval for crying out loud It'd be a long time since the finals been played there mm. um, so yeah it looks like a fun week for week one Indeed. Uh, of the final series, Hawthorne and Sydney getting home finals in week two. By the look of it, yes. I don't see Hawthorne getting up over West Coast in Perth. It'd be a fun game, though, to watch.
2: Really? Don't you think so? No. I don't know. I think we'd be not favourites, but I think we'd be, uh, you know, i will back them. i will back my boys. Well, of course you would. Well you know, they, you know they've just... been they've been a reasonably performed team over the last
0: couple I'm not, of years. I'm not sure that U lot winning development competitions and the Little League and you know the EDFL under twelves or whatever else it is you lot won this year
2: I'm just saying it's an excellent learning environment for football <laughs> unlike the um, the uh, the carnage of the northern blues.
0: Taken. Thank you very much, messenger. <laughs> Hi, it's um, you're welcome. All right. So, um, given this week's going to be a pretty much a whitewash of uh, poor games and tanking, <laughs> what are we looking forward to in the final series this year? Oh, week one, Richmond and North. I just I can't wait to see who chokes harder. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This
3: going to be so good,
2: he, he, and you know, because the last time we did a podcast, I was excoriated by a North fan on the board for me saying that I, oh, for me, uh, saying that Sean Higgins hasn't been that good, and I must admit, he has been much better than than I had initially said. But he has lifted them all the way to eighth place from a preliminary <laughs> final last year, so I don't, I don't feel that bad about it. <laughs> and and you know North and Richmond, one of them will fulfil their destiny.
0: Well yeah. I, I think I'm looking forward to the uh the games between Frio and Sydney and West Coast and Hawthorne myself. They're the teams that are gonna they're the teams that are gonna make the final, the grand final, one way or another. So
2: And and, and, and won't it really it'll reinforce the view of the West Australian public that they are indeed the centre of the universe.
0: <laughs> well,
2: for once. Yes, for, for, for once. once on a one two evenings and next weekend, that it will
0: be true. It's not going to stop and whining about it, though. Do
1: you know, but wouldn't it, wouldn't it be just something magical if neither West Coast or Fremantle makes a grand final? <laughs>
0: if <it> just,
1: <laughs> you could just hear the tsunami It's an army of complaints
3: and tears. (laughs) And it'd be a Victorian conspiracy somehow. This
2: this will be the interesting thing here is that if they both make the grand final, which is a very, very real possibility, it will, of course, coincide or immediately follow the most ridiculously declared public holiday in the state of Victoria, (laughs) which is now the grand final eve public holiday... Of we'll a grand final, and nobody will go to the parade because who wants to go and you know it'll be Seppo there blowing kisses to Nat five own. Just,
0: uh, just, just Nat, running,
1: all of a sudden, Yaka you know, will be giving away grand final tickets with
2: Auskick <laughs> well, and, 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 and an apprehended viol- and an apprehended uh, and a restraining order for uh, Seppo.
0: You must not go within 30. But I love him. <laughs> that's if we yeah, can, that, that's if you can that's find fun. the parade this year because they changed the route and everything.
2: Yeah, we'll let you know, they can change the route now. They can take it down the back blocks of Craigie
0: Uh Just doing the ladder predictor, um, assuming Fremantle can beat Sydney in week one, Richmond beat North Melbourne in week one, the Dogs get up over Adelaide in week one, and West Coast get up over Hawthorne. Mike, it sets up the Bulldogs to play Hawthorne in Week 2.
1: Well, at least it'll be uh, in Victoria, so that's <laughs> a, <plus.
0: laughs> a+. It'll be the Swans playing Richmond in Week 2, Bulldogs playing Hawthorne in Week 2, uh, the Swans with a home game, the Dogs getting a home game against Hawthorne, apparently, according to the predictor.
3: No, I think mm. it works from the bottom up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm.
3: But does uh, anyone actually think that Frio-Sydney Swans game is going to be enjoyable to watch? No. No, but I, okay, I, I would think that
2: Fremantle would actually probably win that comfortably. We don't, we don't give them enough credit. They, they're, the, they're not top by accident, and we're all thinking about the Eagles, but they're, they're pretty, pretty bloody good, and uh, I think they'd uh, account for... I think they'd be much happier playing Sydney in the first week of the finals than Richmond, put it that way.
0: This, you'd, be, uh, you'd be faced with uh, going to Perth in week one, Yes. Then going back again in week three.
2: Well, it, we'd only have to go back in week three if we didn't win in week one.
0: Well, so the, the quickest way to I'm, fix I'm that working on the assumption that you guys are going to choke in the finals. Because
2: so. <laughs> that's been our history recently, yes. Wow,
0: well, it might be free O's year this year.
2: Well, look, I, I would say this. At this, point, at this point, the two best teams in it are the teams that finished first and second. Yeah. And... And the thing that might... I mean, West Coast have been losing... And and the thing about West Coast, too, is that they've lost so many guys over the journey. And for them to do as well as they have is quite admirable. And uh, I think they lost Schofield. Is Schofield out now? I think he is. I thought he heard he got, like, Like... scoffular or gangrene and they threw him on the cart with all the other key defenders. (laughs) Bring out your key defenders, you know. (laughs) But um, they, they've done a they've done a marvellous job of, um, getting as far as they have. So um, yeah, we, I don't know. we'll see. But uh, Hawthorne have been less than stellar in their last uh, six weeks. So um, we shall see. Or well, less less last three or four weeks, perhaps. So we shall see.
3: Mm. I do have one final question. Bulldogs. Not many of that list will have played finals. Um, I don't know this information at the top of my head well uh, sorry um, specifics but off the top of my head I can't imagine too many of them have do you reckon that's going to play a bit of a uh, be a bit of a factor playing Adelaide
2: no because I don't Not think really. any of the Crows no. have either No. no. Yeah. maybe Scott Thompson
3: Scott Thompson Bob Murphy
2: might have been the only guys on those lists no, who have played finals M- Murphy, Pickens um,
1: played finals, Morris has played finals, when's
2: Pickens played a final
1: has been around for a couple of years now. He played in 2000,
2: 2009 nine, two thousand and ten finals.
3: Oh. Yeah. I would have thought most of Adelaide's midfields played um, finals before. As of uh, forwards uh, like Walker and 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 such,
0: Eddie Betts. You know, when was the last
2: those... time? Uh, when was the last time Adelaide played a final?
0: Uh, 2006, two years ago, it? yeah, maybe maybe earlier.
3: Yeah, 13, really? Did they yeah, they didn't play finals in 13, did they? I don't know. I must be getting old and having big gaps in memory then.
2: I remember when Carlton won the flag in '06. 6
3: <laughs> I, I can I really remember that and that's so sad. I
0: do we remember.
2: got a fresh sheep's head from the paddock for them to kick
3: around.
0: <laughs> it was the year I got married. Carlton won the grand final. It was a bittersweet year 1906
2: <laughs> I paid the I'm players not a, And prostitutes
0: not, And moonshine Not as old as you Messenger <laughs> You <know. laughs> Oh no any,
2: any game where They all run around Like jockeys yes. And look and, and And Higginbotham has run For the ball Look
1: <laughs> Yes
0: all right. Well, this this podcast has digressed, hasn't it? <laughs> uh, it has. It has indeed. I just do want to say one uh, one thing. Uh, congratulations to Daniel uh, Menzel on his return from his third knee reconstruction. Fourth. Fourth was it? Fourth, yeah. yeah. So Fourth. Even Fourth. bigger congratulations. Mm. I, I mean, I,
2: I you know, yeah. Four is just a phenomenal effort. I'm pretty okay, sure well, it's four.
1: He had not played
2: since, what,
1: 2011?
2: Yeah, the last game he was injured in was the qualifying final, 2011 qualifying final against Hawthorne, injured in that game. And then I think he injured himself in a, in a comeback.
0: Mm. Well, he, he, uh, he he's done well to come back, and he played reasonably well on the weekend too, so... Yeah. Congratulations to him. In any case, even though his team's not going to make the finals, and mm. with that, I'm going to say good night to you guys. We've been dribbling on a fair bit tonight.
1: Good yes. night,
0: gentlemen. So, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks, messenger.
2: That's uh, a pleasure. Go, go, um, go, Dockers <laughs> this week. Good, good luck, people I've never heard of playing league football for the first time.
0: And uh, thank you, uh, Shandog. Thank you very much. I look forward to a big win. <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much, Mike, for coming on.
1: <laughs> Thanks,
2: guys. No problems. Hey, um, hey, I just wanted to ask one last question. Do you think that Colin Steele will get a game, and if so, do you think he'll be cheered off by his teammates? <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh dear. And hey, that'll be a good night from me. Go, doggies.